When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. FAA has closed the SpaceX Starship Super Heavy Mishap investigation. The final report cites multiple root causes of the April 20, 2023 mishap and 63 corrective actions SpaceX must take to prevent mishap recurrence. Corrective actions include redesigns of vehicle hardware to prevent leaks and fires, redesign of the launch pad to increase its robustness, incorporation of additional reviews in the design process, additional analysis of testing of safety critical systems and components, including the autonomous flight safety system and the application of additional change control practices. Now, this is an important part, too. The closure of the mishap investigation does not signal an immediate resumption of Starship launches at Boca Chica. So this does not allow SpaceX to start launching again. SpaceX must implement all corrective actions to impact public safety, environmental, and other applicable regulatory requirements prior to the next Starship launch. Uh, contact SpaceX for additional information. And then here's the actual letter. So they have a whole letter here, and I'll read most of this, but some of it's just, you know, it's technical jargon. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of just kind of things in here that don't need to be read. Uh, but we'll go through some of this. Um, on April 20th, 2023, SpaceX conducted Starship Super Heavy launch operations for Boca Chica, Texas site under, under FAA license, uh, Vol 23-129 during liftoff. Structure Earl failure uh, of the launch pad deck foundation occurred. That's the rock tornado that everybody saw going through social media, sending debris and sand into the air. On ascent, the vehicle deviated from the expected trajectory, resulting in the Autonomous Flight Safety System, or the FTS, the Flight Termination System, issuing a destruct command. After an unexpected delay following AFSS activation, Starship broke up, resulting in the loss of the launch vehicle. We all saw that. We all saw Starship flipping through the air. The FTS didn't work as expected. Didn't blow it up immediately, which it should have. It should have blown it up immediately, uh, but it took a little bit of time, right? So following the launch, the FAA, uh, consistent uh, with its statutory authority uh, under Title 51 of the U.S. Code, required SpaceX to conduct a mishap investigation in accordance with its approved mishap plan under FAA oversight. The FAA conducted a final review of the mishap report dated August 21st, 2023. The primary focus of this review to ensure operator compliance, uh, quote, mishap plan requirements, including the identification of root causes and implementation of corrective actions to avoid a reoccurrence of the event. So basically the FAA here is saying, uh, we don't want this to happen again to avoid a recurrence of this event. So these events are the rock tornado underneath the launch pad. Also Starship careening and flipping through the air and not blowing up when it needs to. Uh, those are two of the things that needs needs to be fixed. So basically the FAA is saying, don't do that again. Consequently, the FAA considers the mishap investigation that um, SpaceX was required to complete to be concluded. Final mishap investigation report cited a total of 63 corrective actions for SpaceX to implement. These included actions to address redesigns of vehicle hardware to prevent leaks, and fires, redesign of the launch pad to increase its robustness, incorporation of additional reviews in the design process, additional analysis, and testing of safety critical. Um, and it goes on here, down here a little bit more, critical systems components, including the FTS um, and application of additional change control practices. Uh, launch license, Vol 23-128 for SpaceX author or Starship Authorized SpaceX one launch. So they only had one launch for this uh, Vol 23129. SpaceX is required to apply for a modify uh, 23129 license to allow for subsequent launches. When SpaceX applies for this modification, it will need to demonstrate compliance with 450 173 by evidencing the implementation 
of corrective actions uh, adopted in response to this mishap report. If FAA approves the modification, SpaceX will be required to conduct licensed activities in accordance with representatives made in uh, application 45211. Failure to do so is grounds for enforcement. So basically, uh, oh, Dibs, thanks for that super chat. I appreciate that. Um, you get so many starships for that. Thank you, Debs. So basically what the FAA is saying, I'm just going to break this down real easy for you. FAA says, here's a list of things you need to do in order to launch again. If you get these things done, we don't know the exact list. We don't know the exact list. It hasn't been posted anywhere yet. But if you do these things, these 63 things, uh, you can launch again, but only after you get a modified launch license. So you can launch again once you do these things, but you have to get another launch license, which is the same as a launch license to begin with, Vol 23-129, but it's a little bit changed up. So uh, further, the FAA's closure of the mishap investigation. Now, this is an important part. Further, the FAA's uh, closure of the mishap investigation does not predetermine the results of an ongoing or any ongoing or future environmental reviews associated with Starship operations of Boca Chica. Remember the last environmental review they did? It took forever. It took almost a year. So this doesn't exclude SpaceX from any new environmental reviews or future ongoing or in future environmental reviews. So if they do another environmental assessment and they see that SpaceX is not up to par here, they could possibly postpone this launch even further. So we don't see any of that happening right now. We don't see any environmental impacts um, in it. Like we don't see that the FAA is going to open up another environmental investigation here. Uh, there are other lawsuits going on about the environmental investigations. But uh, it seems like right now SpaceX is okay, okay with the environmental stuff. So we're just going to hold on to that as a hopeful that SpaceX doesn't have another one of those. So today, uh, also SpaceX has released has released some information. They posted on their Twitter, I mean their X, uh, testing development flight hardware in a flight environment is what enables our teams to quickly learn and execute design changes and hardware upgrades to improve the probability of success in the future. We learned a tremendous amount about the vehicle and ground systems during Starship's first flight test. Okay, so this is like, that's a cool thing for SpaceX to post. And they posted a, a great shot. Look at this shot too, of the engines like blasting. This is great. Like what a crazy shot. Hold on, let's take a, a closer look at this. We can do. And as you can see, just blasting those two engines there. <laughs> what a great, that's a great shot. What a great shot. So they have this shot and they, you know, they, they learn things from environmental or from uh, just testing things, you know, by doing, they, t they test by doing uh, iterative process. A recursive improvement is essential as we work to build a fully reusable launch system capable of carrying satellites, payloads, crew and cargo to a variety of orbits and earth lunar and Martian landing sites. So as we all know, SpaceX is planning eventually send people to the moon for an Artemis program, but also send people to Mars and cargo payloads, satellites, everything, everything everywhere. So they're saying, hey, we have everything we need right here. We're, we're working on this, right? So they posted in SpaceX updates on their website there we go. Well, uh, I'll do this a little bit bigger. Um, so we're going to skip a little bit of this because it's basically like they're kind of like beating her, beating their chest to be like, hey, this is the coolest thing ever. And we all know it is, so we don't have to read it. Um, but they're basically saying the same thing they said in the first tweet, which was uh, we test by doing. This rapid iterative development approach has been the basis for all of SpaceX's major innovative advancements, including Falcon, Dragon and Starlink. SpaceX has led to the investigation, has led the investigation efforts following the flight with oversight with, from the FAA and participation from NASA, National Transportation and Safety Board. So basically, they're saying, hey, we're working with the FAA, we're working with NASA, we're working with other um, federal bodies, 
to get this done. Um, so they also they went over the flight of the Starship here. From the orbital launch pad of Starbase, Texas, Starship climbed to a maximum altitude of about 24 miles over the Gulf of Mexico. During ascent, the vehicle sustains fires from leaking propellant. This is something that we didn't know about before. Fires from leaking propellant in the aft and end of the super heavy booster, which eventually severed connection with the vehicle's primary flight computer. This led to a loss of communications to the majority of booster engines and ultimately control of the vehicle. So they lost uh, control of the vehicle due to a leak, a leaking propellant in the aft end of the super heavy booster. Not exactly sure where this was leaking, but at least they're acknowledging it and saying before probably getting ahead of the FAA and just like getting ahead of the news uh, before anything bad can happen. They're just saying, hey, this is what happened and this is how we're going to fix it. Uh, this led to a loss of communications to the majority of the booster engines and ultimately control of the vehicle. SpaceX has since implemented leak mitigations. So this is where they're covering themselves up and they're talking about it. And like, this is how we fixed it. Implementing leak mitigations and improved testing on both engine and booster hardware as an additional corrective action. SpaceX has significantly expanded Super Heavy's pre-existing fire suppression system in order to mitigate against future engine bay fires. So if there's any other fires that are going on, because they haven't released how they're doing this. We just know that they are doing this right now. Nobody really knows at this point, unless you work at SpaceX. Uh, the autonomous flight safety system, the AFSIS, uh, automatically issued a destruct command, which fired all detonators as expected after the vehicle deviated from the expected trajectory. Lost altitude and began to tumble. After an unexpected delay following AFSS activation, Starship ultimately broke up 20 237.474 seconds after engine ignition. That's a long time for a test vehicle. 237 seconds. A couple minutes into flight, 237 seconds. That's four minutes into flight-ish, something like that. Is that right? That's not right. Three, four minutes into flight. SpaceX has enhanced and requalified the AFSS to improve system reliability. So they're saying, hey, it didn't work the first time because one, this is an untested vehicle. It's made out of steel. So the AFSS uh, didn't really work as well as we thought it was going to work. But now they've requalified the flight termination system in improved system reliability. They've requalified it, meaning it's ready to go for the next launch. And we saw them moving some of the FTS down to the, down to the launch site, uh, some of the components to it. Um, SpaceX. X is also implementing a full suite of system performance upgrades unrelated to any issues observed during the first test flight. For example, SpaceX has built and tested a hostage system. Uh, additionally, SpaceX has engineered a new electronic thrust vector control system for super heavy Raptor engines because they used to use um, they used to use other uh, hydraulic systems, but now they have electric motors, which are more reliable. And SpaceX also made significant updates, upgrades to the orbital launch mount and pad system. As we saw the sprinklers, we saw the deluge system in order to prevent a recurrence of the pad foundation failure um, observed during the first test flight. So basically, they took care of a few things already. So this shows the FAA, hey, we took care of the launch pad. That's great. We're already there. We're already doing our testing. We've already successfully tested this multiple times right here. The upgrades include significant reinforcements to the pad foundation and the addition of a flame deflector, which SpaceX has successfully tested multiple times. So when they were doing those booster tests, when they were doing those booster nine static fires, they were also testing the foundation of the launch pad, the flame deflector, and the sprinkler system, the deluge system underneath the launch pad. Uh, testing development flight hardware in a flight environment. So this is important too. Testing a development flight hardware in a flight environment is what enables our teams to quickly learn and execute design changes and hardware upgrades to improve the probability of success in the future. We learned a tremendous amount uh, about the vehicle and ground systems during Starship's first flight test. Recursive improvement is essential as we work to build a fully reusable launch system capable of carrying satellites, payloads, crew, and cargo to a variety of uh, Earth, lunar, or Martian landing sites. So they're saying, uh, we do this. This is how we do things. So please, uh, let's continue to do this. This is how we do stuff. So SpaceX, so as we can see, SpaceX has done a few of these things already. Uh, but let's go over like the bullet points from the FAA, just so we have it all 
um, all kind of on the same track here. Um, a better format, actually, than reading the actual manual. And somebody on Reddit actually posted this, which I was like, I was like, I was going through the document going like, okay, so how do I do this? Because I, I was setting up for the stream and I was, uh, I was just looking around, you know, like, like most people do that are SpaceX fans. How do you like, how can I make these bullet points? Will chat GPT help me out? Uh, but somebody, uh, let's see here. Somebody on Reddit, let me show you this. This is really crazy. Somebody on Reddit did bullet points for us. So thank you. Reddit user AV Bowden. Uh, easier to read format. Great news overall. Hopefully a bunch of this is already done. The FAA has closed the Starship Super Heavy Mishap investigation. Uh, the final report cites multiple root causes of the April 20th mishap. Uh, 63 corrective actions SpaceX must take. Corrective actions include redesigns of vehicle hardware to prevent leaks and fires, redesign of the launch pad, Incorporation of additional reviews in the design process, additional analysis and testing of safety critical systems and components, including the autonomous flight safety system and the application of additional change control practices. Um, the closure of the mishap investigation does not signal or uh, an immediate resumption of Starship launches at Boca Chica. Uh, SpaceX must implement all corrective actions that impact public safety and apply for and receive a license modification from the FAA. So uh, thank you, A.V. Bowden, for that, because... Um, you did a uh, great work there, but then there's a, there's a comment down below, which I saw too, which is, um, also pretty important. A few things that SpaceX has already done, things that went over the done, preventing leaks and fires, um, say this discussed and booster nine has vastly better engine isolation protection to contain leaks and fires. Hopefully what they've done is what the FEA is expecting. Redesign the launch pad, pad clearly done as they say, <laughs> clearly done. Yeah, obviously <laughs> they've done a lot of work to that thing. Holy cow. Uh, FDS, uh, we can uh, reasonably expect the FDS has been redesigned. Yes. Um, whether it meets FAA requirements and what else this point might refer to is unknown. Three and five are about internal project management, so impossible to say from the outside. So three is incorporation of additional reviews, and five is uh, and the additional application of additional change control practices. Um, about four, um, Jay Rippin says, uh, we also know they test the FDS in a test tank. So, yeah, so it looks like on, on this Reddit post specifically, it looks like uh, they they broke it down pretty good. So what we saw in the mishap report, it looks like SpaceX is already in the process of this. And then if um, the FAA allows them to continue launching, uh, it's going to be 63 things that SpaceX needs to do. 63 corrective actions SpaceX must take to prevent mishap reoccurrence and all the FAA is looking for here. And there's no big conspiracy. I just want to get this out there. There's no big conspiracy. <laughs> Please. There's no big conspiracy between NASA, SLS, Starship, FAA. There's nothing like that going on. There's nothing like that going on. FAA is basic. They're just doing their jobs. Okay. The FAA allows things to launch. They allow planes to fly things like that. They want to make sure that nobody gets hurt. No property gets hurt. And the, you know, the space, this is a dangerous flight. I mean, it was as safe as it could be with what they had. But if this were to happen uh, someplace not in the Gulf of Mexico, or if they went a little bit off trajectory, uh, like towards Florida or something, and or, you know, flew back over Brownsville, that could have been super dangerous. And if the FTS doesn't explode, you know, and they're not high up. Uh, I mean, it seems it could have been very dangerous. So the FAA is okay. You know, it's okay for the FAA to step in here and go, hey, man, you guys kind of messed up. We saw what happened to the launch pad. We don't like that. It's not safe for people or things because this is literally the most powerful rocket that's ever flown. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, as many, and we've said that I've said this numerous times on this broadcast. Um, even though there are some, you know, internal studies that happen before they launch, they can do as much testing as they want. But until they actually launch this thing, and SpaceX actually says this, um, testing development flight hardware in a flight environment is what enables our teams to quickly learn and execute design changes and hardware upgrades. Um, here it is, their tweet here. 
to quickly learn and execute design changes and hardware upgrades to improve the probability of success in the future. So basically, um, the old adage of move fast and break stuff, you know, uh, it's it's Silicon Valley type deal. You build it, you iterate, you write code, you break code, you write more code to fix the stuff you broke. I mean, I come from I come from engineering and development, so I understand this completely. Where it's a, it's basically like you squash bugs. Like you make a bug, you squash a bug. You might make five bugs, then you have to squash six. So there's a possible, you know, there's a possibility the FAA is like, hey, we know how you do this because the Falcon 9, we know, we know how this works. Starlink, of course, we know how this works. We know how you work, SpaceX. You work a lot differently than the uh, than the other space flight programs out there. You do it your own way. And we're okay with that. Just don't hurt people. That's all they're saying. That's all they say. So, um, you know, the the fact that uh, there's there's no there's no conspiracy theory here. There's no weird stuff going on with SpaceX. There's no weird stuff going on with the FAA. It's basically SpaceX and the FAA because they have a working relationship. They've been working together for since Falcon one, you know, since SpaceX uh, applied for an FAA license. Also, thank you, Warren. Uh, Thank you so much for that super chat. I do appreciate you and I appreciate uh, all the support there because super chats really helped me continue to do this. So thank you so much for that. Um, but there's no there's no weird stuff going on. I just want you guys to know that because it's a governing body and they have no, you know, this mishap report. Of course, it's 63 things. SpaceX is smart. They'll fix the things. And the things that Elon says every once in a while are a little bit weird. You know, Elon will say things like, Starship ready for flight. And everyone's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's freaking launch this thing. But Starship might be ready to go. Booster might be ready to go. But are the ground systems ready to go? We know that they're fixing pipes. No, they're they're fixing some pipes on the deluge system. We know that. So that could be part of these 63 things that FAA asked for. Um, you know, if if that was one of the things like, hey, maybe you need more water, maybe you need a better system or maybe, you know, one of those pipes. We don't know exactly what happened down there, but um, that the um, that the ability for SpaceX to change at the drop of a hat and to fix things that need to be fixed before they launch. Yes. Yes, that is a good thing. So, yeah, all these SpaceX updates, uh, they made the flame detector or deflect <laughs> flame detector. <laughs> They would detect a lot of flames. Upgrades include significant reinforcements to the pad foundation and the addition of a flame deflector, which SpaceX has successfully tested multiple times. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen it all. The deluge system looks great, and it seems like it's not going to blow anything up. It seems like there's not going to be a rock tornado this time, because even though they didn't test it at full duration, full power, it seems much better than it was before. And even if they have this flame deflector, uh, this thick steel plate, uh, over time, it might wear out and it might crack or break or something like that, but they can just slide a new one in. You know, it seems like it, that didn't take much time at all, did it? It was like under a week that they got the flame deflector, like the steel and everything ready. It seems like it's just like not a plate, but it's, it's a, you know, they can't just slide it in. But you know what I'm saying? It'll only take a little bit, like a couple hours to get that thing into place. So rapid reusability, if they do need to fix it or change it out. It's going to be real fast. Um, let's see. Take a little look at the comments here. The document says they now in compliance with the mishap report. Getting the license is different, but should be easier. This means from now on, a new license requires them meeting mishap criteria. Um, John says, I've spent a significant portion of my engineering career dealing with the FAA. They've always been professional in working to ensure safety, which is their charter. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a, a subset of SpaceX fans that are fanatical and they don't want to see them fail, which I understand. You know, we don't want to see them fail. We don't want to see Starship not launch because of some regulatory red tape or something like that, or like something behind the scenes or, you know, uh, corporate other, other entities like pushing against them. But the FAA has always been good to SpaceX and they like, why L literally, why would the FAA stop them? There's no reason to. So, uh, as with most government programs, it can take longer than one wants, but I have found I'm always on point 
and not politically driven right. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the thing. They're not there to be um they're not there to stop anybody. They're actually there to help people. Like the FAA is like it's a it's a government body that's there to support spaceflight. So anybody that's uh saying that they're not um they I guess they don't understand the FAA. I just shot water. <laughs> everywhere so if you see like a glistening part of my face this is live by the way so that's why that's when things happen like that <laughs> uh let's see here what do we got going on here uh let's see let's check out the poll too september 15th 44 percent. end of september 31 percent. first week of october 18 percent. only seven percent of you said november only seven percent of you said uh november <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone, for subscribing to the channel, too. Uh, you really do help the show, and you really do help me get to the next point. I'm a one-man show here, so I do everything myself and continue to been doing this uh, this channel to help uh, push out spaceflight information and uh, support spaceflight creators out there for the last four years, four-ish years or something. It's going to be the anniversary of the channel on February 14th on Valentine's Day. So uh, that'll be, I think that'll be four years. Um, Alex says, I agree. SpaceX's natural tendency seems to be a bit reckless. This isn't a F Falcon 9. It contains enough propellant to match a tactical loop. Yeah, it's, it's a big boy. Like this is a big, uh, this is a big rocket and they have to, people have to understand that it's, it's a serious endeavor that they're doing here. So, you know, the, the fact that SpaceX is going, they're going through these steps. They need to. They need to go through these steps. They need to move forward. And they understand that they have to do it right. Because if they don't do it right, what the FAA says, um, and I think it says it right here. Failure to do so is grounds for enforcement. If the FAA approves the modification, if the FAA approves the modification, SpaceX will required to conduct licensed activities in accordance with representatives maintenance application 452 failure to do so is grounds for enforcement uh once the faa determines spacex has implemented the corrective actions directly tied to the public safety the agency will consider spacex to be in compliance with 45173 um so they're basically saying hey spacex please do these things and when you do um, cool. But if you don't, failure to do so is grounds for enforcement. So if they just go, you know, hey, let's launch it. That's not a good idea. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good failure to do so is grounds for enforcement and could lead to SpaceX not being able to launch from Starbase uh, for years. I mean, there's a possibility they, they pull the license from Starbase altogether if they just go, if they just launch this thing all willy nilly. So yeah, it, it it would make no sense for SpaceX to do that, uh, to launch without uh, FAA approval. So the final mishap investigation report cited a total of 63 corrective actions for SpaceX to implement. These included actions to address redesigns of vehicle hardware to prevent leaks and fires, which SpaceX says they've done, redesign of the launch pad to increase robustness, incorporation of additional reviews in the design process, which is all internal, additional analysis and testing of safety critical systems and components, including the FTS and the application of additional change control practices. Um, so it seems like SpaceX is on the right track to launch this. Uh, we're just gonna have to wait for them to continue through this process. Sometimes these processes, unfortunately, take months. Uh, SpaceX only has five launches from Boca Chica per year. So if they can get another launch in the next two, three months, I would say if they do, if they do well with this one, right, and they modify this license and they show that they've taken precautions and all these steps that the FAA wants them to do, uh, I think the next launch license will come super easy compared to this one. But this is a, this is still a test vehicle. This thing doesn't hasn't launched yet. Like can, like. It's launched, but it hasn't successfully launched, I should say. Um, so it it is the most powerful 
launch vehicle as of right now, uh, but it hasn't successfully launched. So right now, as much as some people hate it, <laughs> the SLS is the most powerful uh, vehicle that has actually been successfully launched. Um, so there's there's things that SpaceX must do in order for them to become the most powerful uh, successfully launched uh, launch vehicle. So just a few things they need to do, just 63 things. Um, yeah, so FAA has closed their SpaceX Starship mishap investigation. Found a report cites multiple root causes, 63 corrective actions SpaceX must take to prevent mishap recurrence. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of stuff, but yeah, there are a few super important things. This is the most important thing. The closure of the mishap investigation does not signal an immediate resumption of Starbase uh, Starship launches at Boca Chica. So that's the thing. They cannot launch until they get these things done. This closure of the mishap investigation does not signal an immediate resumption of SpaceX launches at Starbase. So we have to wait for this to go through. Could be months. Um, could take a little while for space. Could be weeks. Could be days before they get this done because we don't know what these sixty-three corrective actions are. Uh, we've seen we've seen them do a few of these things, but we haven't seen them do all of them because we don't know what all of them are. So it could be days. It could be weeks. It could be months before they figure these things out. But if Starship is ready to go and it's just sitting on the pad, SpaceX is going to they're going to continue rolling on. They're going to continue working with the FAA and they're going to continue um, their testing campaigns. I mean, ship 26 is at the pad right now. They're going to do some testing on that, whether it's going to be pressure testing or if it's going to be um, Raptor testing. We're not sure what's going to be happening with that thing, but it has no fins. It has no um, has no uh, protection on it. So it's just uh, it's just a bare bones uh, ship right now. So we don't know what that that thing's for. And it seems like it might, it's just a prototype of something. We don't know what it is, what it's a prototype for, but maybe they made some structural integrity fixes to the body. Maybe they, I don't know. Nobody really knows. Like they, they changed the nose cones. Nobody really knows at this point uh, what they're testing for and why they're, why that thing's there. SpaceX moved it down there probably because they knew it like Starship wasn't going to launch because the FAA you know, they they get a heads up from the FAA before they before the FAA releases anything to the public. And they say, hey, we're going to release this thing to the public. We know what's happening. Uh, you know what's happening, SpaceX. So uh, SpaceX is just like, you know what? We're going to move forward. We're going to continue testing. Starship is right here. It's all stacked up. And the the good thing about that is that they don't need to launch immediately. Of course, it's important that they launch. but also, they have a lot of other stuff to do. Uh, SpaceX has so many other ships that they're building. They have, what, what do they have? Four boosters right now, I think. Something like that. <laughs> so, so they're fine. They're, they have enough work to do down there. And the launch is a small part of the work that they do down there because they have to get this ready for, um, for NASA. They have to get the Starship ready for NASA, for the Artemis program. Of course, that's their main goal right here with this thing is one, well, there's two main goals. One is Starlink, right? One is Starlink, and that's super important because if they can start launching uh, tenfold uh, of the Starlink satellites that they have out there right now, then they can, that business will be booming, make a ton of money from it, and then they can fund the Starship uh, program with just that stuff. Um, and if they do that, that would be great, but also they have to worry about this, the Artemis program and meeting those deadlines. Uh, even NASA recently came out and said, uh, we don't know if we're going to make this launch because SpaceX might be holding us back. So they they have so much to do and they're not stopping. Like no one's going to stop SpaceX at this point from continuing to build and test a Starbase. If there's a mishap on the pad from one of the test vehicles and it hits, you know, say if something overpressurizes and something blows up and, uh, one of these test articles, you know, shoot shrapnel at Starship or like the surrounding area. It's a pretty big area down there. Uh, I was down there for a while and it's a quite large area and things would have to be go absolutely wrong in a catastrophic way for things to damage Starship or the booster. Um, and I'm trying to think of 
how how big it is. It's like a football field away ish from from uh, pad A and pad B. Uh, yeah, something like that, like a football field, like hundred yards, maybe more. Um, I've walked it a bunch of times. I've driven it. You know, there's uh, I've been down there like three hundred times. You know, I went down there for a year straight, basically, like every day, sometimes two or three times a day, depending on what was going on. But, um, you know, we have uh, we have some important things going on at Starship, you know, down at Starbase. So it's going to be incredible what they do in the next few weeks. We're going to see exactly what they're going to be doing, what they're working on. All the cameras are on there. Also, chat. Um what do you think of SpaceX doing only streams on X.com right now? This is a little bit off topic, but since there's a Starship launch coming up, what do you think about that? I want to know what chat thinks. Um, Ripper says, do you miss Boca, Will? There are parts of it that I really do miss. There's part of me that's like I left part of me there. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is like coming from somebody who I, I sacrificed everything to get down there. You know, um, it's. The important thing here is that, uh, you know, SpaceX continues on, but also like I was part of that, like the very first like ship uh, 24-7, you know, like I thought that was pretty cool um, or 420, sorry. So I thought that was pretty cool, but I did leave a part of me there. I thought it was great. Like I'd wake up every morning and I'm like, dude, I'm setting up like I would get so pumped like every morning I would like throw in my backpack full of gear. It was so I was so happy to do that because it was so fun. And I got to bring all that action to everybody else, like live streaming. It was so fun. Um, so Ryzen says it needs to be on YouTube. Streaming on X equals boo. Yes. 57 yesterday just bought a Starship's tea. Thanks, Debs. Thank you. I think that was that noise. I heard like a ta-da, ta-da. I think that was that. Thank you, Debs. Um, 57 yesterday. Happy birthday, too. That's amazing. So, yeah, I do miss it. Uh, I do miss parts of it. The one thing that I don't miss is the heat. Uh, what some people don't understand, and it, it is really hard to understand if you've never been there, is that uh, it is really hot there. <laughs> and when I say really hot, I'm not saying like, you know, like 75 and sunny, you know, with like 70% humidity. It's like, a hundred degrees with 95% humidity. It's sweltering hot. It's like you walk out of your house in the morning. Like my, luckily my apartment had air conditioning. I think every apartment has air conditioning down there. I think it's probably like a state law or something that you need air conditioning in Texas, because if you don't, you'll, you know, you won't make it, but it's incredibly humid and incredibly hot. So the one thing that I do miss about that place is the heat. Um, I could live without it, but it was really, um, it was really like, it's just cool, man. It was, it was a cool thing. And every time I went to Starbase, I would get this giant smile on my face. Like, even if I'm having a bad day, you know, you're having a, you're having like a bad day. You don't know, um, you know, like there were times when I, because I only streamed for a living when I was there. Like I went full time when I was at Starbase, um, and when I was there, there were some days where like I would make $4 streaming and I'm like, that doesn't even cover my gas to get to Starbase. But every single day I would go down there and I'd be happy to do it because I was just excited to be there. Like I was excited to be part of this. So that's one thing that I do miss about it is I miss the rocket. I miss the people. Uh, I miss uh, just standing on the beach and going to the beach was really fun too. It was just a fun place. So um and just seeing history was pretty cool. You know, being part of that in some way was really cool. I thought that was that was a fun thing to do, too. Um, I never made it about me. I always made it about everybody else and the rocket. So I always thought it was important to show people what was going on, but to have a voice there, too. So that's a part that I miss. Um, someday I might go back and do that again for a little bit. I think that might be fun. Uh, maybe maybe uh, start up that process again. Um but it's hot. So I won't like that. <laughs> so I'm like, man, or maybe, you know, it's just hot. Dude. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. It's just super hot. But yeah, introspectively, I've thought about this a lot. And I, I know that 
it was just a good time. You know, it was a good good time in my life. And I'm really, really proud that I did that for not just for myself, but for everybody out there who's watching streams and stuff. Um, so there's a Starlink launch tonight on X, too. So uh, Ryzen says, I know I live in Texas. It's 104. Yeah, the day that I moved to Texas, I came from the Northeast. And when I left, it was like 60 degrees or something with like no humidity. And when I got to when I got to Brownsville to move into my apartment, it was eight o'clock at seven or eight o'clock at night. It was still 100 degrees outside with like 90 percent humidity. I was like. Ugh. And I had a car full of stuff to move. So. I was either going to like leave my stuff in the car overnight and I was on the second floor, so I had to carry everything on the second floor. Oh, that was the worst. And I'm like solo doing it by myself. So I have like front seat, back seat, trunk, all filled with stuff. Uh, it was the worst. I didn't have any furniture either. So I moved in there with nothing. I had an air pat. I had an air mattress. So I pumped up my air mattress and that was it. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Starlink launches at this point, whatever, it has become such routine and viewers for those streams haven't been that numerous anymore. Ripper says, yeah, I I agree that I agree with that. Um Starlink launches are very predictable and it's good. It's really good. Um, Alex Thomas says, I do think they're feeling the pressure and developers are going to quickly release a new app with 4K streaming and ability to cast to home theater and TVs. I think. I think if SpaceX or if Twitter X uh, wants to do this right, I think they need to do that. Yeah. Um, did you try to get a job at SpaceX when you were down there? Um, no, because I didn't know what to do. Like, I'm not qualified. Um, I'm not qualified to do the work that they do. I'm a web developer. Like I'm a, I'm an app developer. I'm a front end developer. Um, I know a few programming languages, but I didn't know the languages that SpaceX uses. So, uh, though I could pick them up, there are people way more qualified for me than me for that. So I didn't know what I could do to contribute. And I didn't want to be the person that doesn't really contribute. You know, when I go into something, I'm going, I'm going whole hog. I'm going all in. So if I'm going to contribute, I'm going to, I'm going to be there like hundred percent. And though I could learn things, there are people who are way better than me at it. And I would prefer um, to, you know, and this isn't like about me, but I would, I would prefer that somebody who knows what they're doing, get the job than I do. Um, so there's a, yeah, there, I, I thought about it, but I wasn't qualified for anything. Um, I'm qualified for coding. I could code you a million lines of code uh, for certain languages, but nothing that they were using. Um, so what else do we got going on here? And we're just looking at this mishap investigation report right now. There's uh, structure, structural failures of the launch pad, of course, the rock tornado. They fixed that. There's a bunch of other stuff that they needed to fix. And it looks like SpaceX is on track to do that. Also, look at this engine. <laughs> Just like, look at look at this engine. This is what a sick photo. Sick, sick photo. That looks so cool. Wait, wait, just wait till this is a thing. Wait till this launches two, three, four times a month, five times a month. This is going to be incredible. What kind of payloads are going to be able to take to orbit to the moon to mars every you know they, they're going to be able to build things on mars within our lifetimes you know they're going to be able to send habitats to mars within the next 10 years so you know space they're making the jump to the moon first of course but then they're going to jump off to mars they're going to make them they're going to do a Mars mission. They have to be compliant with all the NASA stuff, of course, and make sure that everything's, um, you know, properly vetted before they go to Mars so they don't bring life there. But other than that, like SpaceX has the vehicle to bring habitats and people, possibly people eventually to Mars, which is crazy. Um, and the environmental thing and the environment, then why haven't SpaceX cleaned up all the concrete around the site? Just wondering about it. They're in the process of doing that. Uh, there was there was a cleanup crew out there a few days ago, and they're working on it. And I I think they will. 
Uh, I think they'll get that done if they haven't completed it, like 100% completed it uh, to the standards of the FAA um, within the next week or so. Really think that Starship is going to revolutionize spaceflight in kind of the same way that the 3D printing has done with manufacturing. I think so, too. I think there's going to be a big shift with super heavy flights. It's sort of like what Falcon 9 did. You know, Falcon 9 uh, changed everything. There's so much mass to orbit per year due to the Falcon 9 compared to what used to be. So the the Starship is just going to like, it's going to be monumental once they start launching these things every month. Once they start launching these things five times a month, it's going <laughs> to... I mean, I don't even know what the, what are they going to do with it? It just seems like so much space, so much, so much room for activities up there. There's just, so, there's going to be a whole new industry that's going to take advantage of this. So yeah, it's going to be incredible, Ripper. I think it's going to be a really incredible thing. There's going to be so much, so many new satellites, so much new technology. Uh, NASA is working with SpaceX and, and to figure out if they can make this into a space station. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be an incredible site once this actually starts happening. And once things start becoming, you know, a little bit more, um, a little bit more structured with Starship and what they're going to be doing with like, with actual missions and like what people will start buying, you know, the missions that people start buying, um, think of James Webb telescope times 10, you know, or Hubble times 10. There's just, there's so much room, so much room. So it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible in the future. Uh, by the way, thank you for watching today. If you're new here, please hit the subscribe button because it helps you out more than it helps me out because the more that you subscribe to spaceflight channels like this one, the more spaceflight channels and SpaceX channels will get recommended to you in your YouTube feed. So if you do that here, you'll find other creators that aren't me that you might like. Uh, that say cool stuff about SpaceX and talk about cool news uh, about SpaceX. And also, if you like this video, that will help push this channel to the uh, to the next realm. Let's take it out of the shadow realm and take it to 100,000 subscribers uh, with all these likes and subs. So uh, thanks to everybody who's done that so far today. I do appreciate you. I really do. Um, and we have some shirts and stuff at starshipshirts.com. Uh, if you want to check that out, Starship Inspired Shirts. So check that out. They're on the uh, channel right now on this video. Uh, thank you so much for the Super Chat Debs and Warren. Uh, thank you so much for D. Carroll for the sub, FM for the sub, uh, Toter for the sub, Michael for the sub, uh, Watching for the sub, Joe, Tiffany, uh, Guild for the sub, Guild Loom. Some Guild Lomb. <laughs> I don't know how to say any, but Guild Guild Lomb, Lomb, uh, Tim, Jim. Um, who else we got? We got some more subscribers too. So thank you everybody who's been subscribing to the show today. I really do appreciate you. And without you, I couldn't do this. So thank you for that. And also make sure to subscribe because when breaking news like this happens, it's great to have a conversation about it with everybody in chat. And uh, also talk about it, you know, and talk about other things about SpaceX and Starship. So uh, thank you so much for for being part of this community. We have a Discord as well. And let me see if this works. I don't know if it's going to work. See if this works. I typed it out. I don't know if we have the bot available. So maybe it'll pop up. Probably not. Let me let me do it for real. We have a Discord. So going to invite a bunch of people. There we go. There we go. Join the Discord. We can continue the conversation over there and have other conversations about spaceflight, Starship, SLS. We have a pretty good, uh, you know, SLS versus Starship thing going on right now in, in uh, the general chat. So it's pretty cool. And you'll get to know when new episodes are updated and the Starship update uh, streams and stuff like that too. So uh, there's there's that as well. So thank you uh, for checking that out. Thanks for the new sub, uh, Chris. So yeah, thanks. This, is, this isn't a subscription drive or anything, but let's just everybody subscribe. <laughs> everybody subscribe. No, for real though, um, I do, I do want to thank everybody today. Um, so 
That's about it for the news. If you're just joining us, there's been some updates from the FAA. They closed the super heavy Starship, super heavy uh, mishap investigation reports. The final report cites multiple root causes of the April 20, 2023 mishap and 63 corrective actions that SpaceX must take to prevent mishap reoccurrence. Uh, corrective actions include, but are not limited to, designs of the vehicle hardware to prevent leaks and fires, which SpaceX has said they've already done. Redesign of the launch pad to increase its robustness, which SpaceX has done um, with the with the deluge system and the new steel plate underneath it. Incorporation of additional reviews in the design process. We don't know if SpaceX has done that because we don't have their internal documents. Uh, additional analysis and testing of critical safety critical systems and components, including the autonomous flight safety system or the FTS. Seems like SpaceX has done that and the application of additional change control pro, uh, protocols and practices. The, prax the closure of the mishap investigation does not signal an immediate resumption of SpaceX launches at Boca Chica. So we're waiting for the FAA and we're waiting for SpaceX to update us more on this. But it seems like right now they're in a process, they're kind of in a holding pattern for the next Starship launch because once they... Once the FAA signs off on everything, the mishap report is okay, then it seems like SpaceX will be ready to launch the next Starship. Uh, and yeah, that's that's it. That's it right now. It seems like we're just in a little holding pattern, but SpaceX will continue driving forward and moving forward with all of the activities at Starbase. They're gonna, they're gonna continue testing. They're gonna continue with Ship 26 going to continue with other boosters and we're going to we're going to be here for you. So every Monday, Wednesday and Friday we stream live, I stream live, maybe I have some guests sometimes. Uh so please stay tuned. Hit the subscribe and the bell button. And that's about it for today everybody. I do have an ending screen. Sometimes I don't, but now I do. So that's it.